This is Moralo Evol, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a very special bonus episode of Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Uh, I am your host, Michael Cohen, and with me is my co-host, Matt Crinky, and we also have a, uh, a special guest on Frontlines, yes. uh, Stephen Stanton, uh, voice actor from the Clone Wars. Uh, you might, yes. might know him a little bit better as the voice of uh, uh, Tarkin and uh, Moralo Evol as well as Massameda. So, hi, Steve. Welcome to the show. Hello, both Matt and Mike from Moralo <laughs> Evol in my prison cell. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Hey, you know what? It sounds like, uh, you know, I've been, I've been listening to your bedtime stories, and it's hard to get my eight-year-old to sleep. So, uh, I didn't, hopefully you didn't hear that. No. <laughs> hard to get him to go to sleep because he's excited or because they're just, Morality. Yeah, well, I think he's because he, he realizes, uh, you know, he, he remembers you, and uh, I think uh, what's funny is, you know, Stephen. Wow, I, I showed him that clip. You know, you're doing uh, um, uh, Christopher Walken. It was a very good Christopher Walken you just did there. <laughs> hey, I, I haven't practiced this young Skywalker. <laughs> I've been practicing all myself. I wouldn't fit in the the Darth Vader uniform. It was too small. (laughs) (laughs) I've been practicing all week for that. I I tell you what. It was great, actually. (laughs) It's been a long time since I've seen you and your family, Matt. It's been fan days uh, last year in October. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Fan days, you know, we... um, we talked to you about you were having we were going to be appearing on the Clone Wars, and uh, this was actually we just got through the four part arc with Morale Eval, yeah. and uh, you know well, let's just let's just jump right into it, Mike, and we'll ask him. Um, mm-hmm. I was going to ask you too about Morale Eval and <laughs> and the the acting process of you get a character and you go to record with Dave Filoni. How do you, who decides on what? the tone of the voice is, what it's going to be like. Is that something that they let you kind of just go off and, and do what you want to do and create something? Or do they give you instructions on like, oh, this is a bad dude. He's a, kind of a seedy guy. How does that work? Moralo Evol does not take instructions from anybody except Dooku. <laughs> uh, but Stephen Stanton does work with the Clone Wars production team on occasion. 
to uh, yeah. the way it works is at least for the you know, I can't say how it works for everybody. I can tell you how it works with most of the stuff that I've done for the Clone Wars is I get a an audition through my agent and that will have some lines of dialogue that uh, usually uh, give you an idea of uh, the kind of personality of this character. And then sometimes there's some brief uh, descriptions. And this, for Morala Weevil, I think they said he was a bounty hunter and a bad mm-hmm. guy. And, you know, there, you know, there was all those uh, little character flaws that he had, like, you know, because he was bored, he <laughs> killed his mother when he was a kid and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I just kind of... You know, I, I, uh, I sometimes I'll lay down a couple of different uh, alternatives for them, like two or three different takes based on what I think they're looking for, and uh, it gets sent back to them, and you keep your fingers crossed, and uh, hopefully mm-hmm. you get the word from your agent that uh, you're booked and you're going in to record it. <laughs> yeah, nice. And then sometimes, uh, there have been times on occasion where they've changed their mind for whatever reason and they're at the session we kind of like altered a character or come up with something different uh, that happened with uh, Delani he started out sounding very different from the way that we all heard him in the show and uh, we kind of came upon the voice that you hear in the episode uh, while we were there at the session oh, okay okay yeah that's uh that was a that was a fun arc and and it had to be fun for you to Kind of have a a big. You were like one of the main characters in that in that particular in that particular arc. So that'd be kind of fun for you to to sit back and watch that and go, wow, this this is pretty cool to to be on uh, Star Wars, you know, on TV. This is awesome. You know, how, I mean, how how is that? How is that? Just seeing yourself like I'm on TV. It's got to be crazy. Oh yeah, huh? it's great, especially when it's something like the Clone Wars because you know it's uh, a spinoff of a very iconic. Uh, you know, story, which is Star Wars. So that's, it's always fun. And and to me and, you know, everybody that I watch it with, uh, it's always a a lot of fun, especially for me because, um, you know, I, I, it's my first time seeing it. It's not like when you're doing a film and you're on the set, you kind of have an idea of what's, uh, going into the film can in the, in the case of animation, you know, you never really know exactly what it is that they're going to do until you see the end product. And, uh, Mm -hmm. with the Clone Wars, it's always, uh, you know, every season, Practically every episode, it's always a step up from where they were before. So, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's very, very enjoyable. It's a lot of fun to be involved in those uh, those things, yeah. especially when I get to play the bad guy. <laughs> Definitely, go ahead, Mike. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you've got you kind of have a, a little bit of a track record for bad guys on uh, on the Clone Wars, uh, and with Morala Weevil, obviously, that's a character that that we hadn't seen before. But I I'm more interested in the character that that you voiced just prior to to your uh take on morale ball and that was uh as tarkin and uh and and sort of how, how did how did that compare with creating your own voice for a character when you had to sort of match uh a voice from the movies not only from the movies but from the original trilogy as well as uh probably one of the best actors definitely best sort of genre actors of of that generation uh, and and sort of matching up to to Grand Moff Tarkin and and bringing your own your own thing to it. What was that like? Yeah, it is it is a bit different when when I'm doing uh when I'm trying to voice match Peter Cushing or at least come up with a, a you know a, a version of Peter Cushing that I think is you know is the younger Tarkin. I had to study you know him quite a bit and uh, I do that a lot uh, with uh, other projects outside the Clone Wars. I do a lot of ADR around town for feature films and trailers where I fill in for 
other actors that uh, you know that can't can't be there to loop their lines or to do their ADR. And it's 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 a different kind of beast than coming up with your own your own voice. You really have to study the person mm-hmm. in not just. It's not, you know, like we were just fooling around here. Like, it's one thing, you know, to do Chris Walken. <laughs> but it's, a, it's another thing to, to find out what exactly that person is doing in a particular film or role. Because if they're a good actor, and there's a lot of them out there, uh, you know, they're doing something different each time. So you really have to mm-hmm. kind of get your head around what they were doing in that particular role in order to make it work. You can't just do, you know, the kind of impression you might do in a stand-up comedy act or something like that. That's a whole different that's a whole different mm-hmm. thing. So with, with uh, Captain Wilhuff talking, uh, you know, I was going through a bunch of Peter Cushing uh, films. Uh, I kind of settled on his uh, late 60s uh, BBC broadcast of uh, Sherlock Holmes. I thought that was kind of a good fit uh, just because Holmes is kind of a uh, very forceful, uh, someone a little on the abrasive side, you know. So I, I thought it was a good fit for the young Tarkin. As far as Moralo Evol, you know, now we're talking about uh, you have the freedom of not having to try to sound like somebody else. But, mm-hmm. you know, once you choose a, a particular character, you kind of have to make sure that you stay with that and, and don't drift away. And, you know, you got to make sure that you're focused on the voice and the character that you've created uh, for this new character as well. Mm-hmm. You see, Stephen, you're also talking about you're just talking about voice matching. And and for any of the listeners of this show. <clears throat> You have to go to stephenstanton.com. He's got this fantastic reel of he does a you know voice um, voice stuff for Christopher Walken, Morgan Freeman, Harrison Ford, and it's just this nice little uh, it's about a two minute clip, and you go from one to the next, and it's the funniest thing. I I watched that like I just watched it yesterday, and I showed my wife because it's just the funniest thing. And and I have to ask too about when you do voice matching. Has there ever been like, like Stephen? We live in California, right? So, mm-hmm. like any good California, you know, you have to learn how to do it. Arnold. It's it's great. It's fantastic. You know, he's it's a wonderful impression. It's so easy to do. But you, you know, it's a terrible impression. But no, it's you have not, to do it's that. Not a terrible impression. What are you talking about? Yeah, hey, hey, you have to do that if you live in California, right? <laughs> Pretty much. And yeah. what's funny about what's funny about that is they like, have you do it right there at the border before they let you in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, let's hear your Arnold Schwarzenegger. They don't do it anymore because get down. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like uh, stuff I've learned is like characters like SNL watching uh, Hans and Franz. You know, kind of like a over the top impression. You know what I mean? Have you ever learned a a celebrity voice by maybe listening to somebody else's version? Uh, of an impression you know i've done i've looked at people sometimes when i'm you know given uh, something to do last minute very quickly sometimes i may use that as a resource but you always have to go back to the real thing because yeah you know you, it's that kind of like you don't want to do the xerox of a xerox you know kind of situation yeah. where you get even further away from it so sometimes it's good to listen to what somebody else did but in you know when it comes down to it, especially with voice matching, like I said, which is different from doing a comedic impression, you really have to go with the source material that hopefully the studio has given you. And usually that's what they'll do. If you're getting ready to go in and do like a few days of work, you know, for Robert Downey Jr. or uh, Hi, Jeff Goldblum. Uh, it's very stimulating <laughs> to meet you. Yes, yeah, it's very, very exhilarating. So I love hopefully they're, they're giving you uh, source material to work from so that you know what it is that the actor, you know, mm. did for that, uh, for that particular movie or TV show. 
So you're just studying and, and listening to clips and, and movies and, and just over and over? Is that? Yeah, I have an keep... iPod that has almost no music on it. It's all <laughs> like celebrity oh, really? voice clips and, you know, cartoon clips. You know, it's all the stuff that I'm either regularly scheduled to go in and do or repeat or the new stuff that comes in. Yeah, so it's, it's something that uh, you really have to at least... I, the way I do it, I really immerse myself in it when I'm getting ready to do, you know, a particular celebrity until it, you know, hopefully becomes somewhat like second nature, you know, so that you, uh, but usually you have to have something to kickstart it, either a certain piece that you recite or, or something like that. Everybody works differently, but yeah. Right. Did you, did you get the call for, I mean, did you already know the Will of Tarkin? Did you already have that down before you got the call or is it something where you get the, you put in for an audition. You go, man. I got to learn. I got to learn Tarkin. And then you go and practice and you research and do all that. Well, he's he's definitely someone that you know. I had kind of like a, a voice that I had played around with, you know, just for fun. But there had never been any call for me to really do it seriously. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had kind of a, a basis. I mean, I knew who I was doing. It wasn't like completely foreign to me. But once again, it's like, okay, let's, you know, we got to take this seriously now and get something that's. Uh, you know, close mm-hmm. to Peter Cushing and then like see if we can shave off uh, 20, 30 years and make him a younger version of that. I see. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Micah. Uh, so, you know, okay. uh, uh, along with the uh, the voice acting for animated series, you also do a little bit of uh, a video game work as well. Uh, in fact, I, I, I was looking at your IMDb page and I was really uh, surprised to see that you're the voice of Buzz Lightyear in... Uh, in Connect Disneyland Adventures, which I've just been playing recently, and uh, and that voice is so dead on, and so perfect. Like it, you can't even tell that it's not Tim Allen doing Buzz. Like it, it just sounds exactly like him. And there's been there's been other Buzz Lightyears, like other versions, like in in the animated series that they they had a different actor t- doing their take. But you do just this dead on Buzz Lightyear, and. I and, and I just wanted to ask, what's what's the difference when you're doing video games as opposed to, uh, as opposed to to the the animated stuff or the more scripted stuff? Because I would imagine that with video games, uh, sometimes you have to account for multiple encounters and and uh, and different paths and choices and stuff like that. So, so can you tell us a little bit about the differences? Yeah, there the video games usually are you know the scripts for those things, uh, especially whether where it's a really complex game with a, a complex story. The, you know, the script is gigantic. You know, when I was working on the Iron Man video game, uh, doing the voice of Tony Stark and Iron Man, I mean, we were in there for like uh, a week, you know, every single day. Uh, or actually, it was more than a week, you know, recording. Uh, so, yeah, you know, with a three-ring binder that was just stacked full. It's like, okay, that's, you know, for these two days. Because, like you said, they the games have to cover all the different scenarios that, you know, that mm, you can, yeah. all the different game choices that you can make. Oh, I want to go left. I want to go right. What do you encounter? You know, how mm-hmm. does it change the storyline? So there's a lot of, uh, if you're ever, ever to see the script for a video game, there are these massive like pages. Uh, they almost look like Excel spreadsheets a lot of times, you know, with just line after line after line after line. I remember when I did, um, I think it was when I played um, Wolverine in, um, the X-Men video game. I can't remember the exact title of it. It was, it's been a while since I did that, but I think I had like 1500 lines of dialogue. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. So, massive, massive amount of, uh, <laughs> of work. It's not like a, a 
uh, an animation episode, you know, an episode of animation where you, you've got the script and there's like six people in it and, you know, it's 20 some odd pages long and, you know, everybody has a piece, their pieces to do. When you're uh, doing games, most of the time you're recording by yourself. You're not interacting with anybody. And uh, it's just kind of like a let's go down the page line by line. And, you know, sometimes they'll give you, you know, very specific direction if you need it. A lot of times they'll say, okay, this series of lines that you're going to do is like your character is trying to pick up that box. So these are all the variations of you trying to pick up the box. And we'll do that section and then do the next section. So yeah, it's very, very different style of uh, voice acting. Now, the, the cinematic uh, portions of games are different from the gameplay sections. The cinematics are the ones that are just like pieces of movies, you know. And those you can kind of, you know, play more realistically, you know, and, and treat like a, an animated film or a TV show. But, uh, yeah, it's quite a different, uh, different style of uh, recording. And you do most of that in, in your home studio? For games, no, we usually go, I usually go to the studios to do that. Oh, okay. Um, they're pretty big affairs, usually with a lot of people. They want to have, like, people from the, uh, like, let's say from the game company or from the comic book company that's associated with the game. And, you know, so and they're trying to keep yeah. consistency with all the players, <laughs> being, you know, recorded <laughs> on the same microphones. And there's a lot of technical stuff that might require us to go to a studio than to do it from, from my home studio. Uh, so when you're doing video games, I'd imagine that you're probably doing a lot of that on your own, like sort of as a solo recording. And and we've seen tons of stuff behind the scenes for the Clone Wars over the last four years uh-huh. with, uh, you know, the whole group together. Right. Uh, do you, when you go in to record for Clone Wars, do you record with the entire group? Yeah, I've, the only time I've ever gone into Clone Wars and recorded by myself was when either my schedule was such that I, I couldn't be there with everybody else mm-hmm. or um, uh, I had to do some pickups or, you know, just some ADR, some looping from a previous episode where, you know, I wasn't in on the episode they were doing that day. I was doing stuff mm-hmm. from a previous episode. But yeah, that- other than that, I, I'm pretty much yeah. always uh, with the cast. Okay. Is that is that a better way to do the voice acting or do you like the solo like you know let me do this 5 million different times uh and not really having to to worry about the other actors around or or is it is it more fun to play off the energy of of other people in the room? Yeah, I think there's there's there are definite advantages to both styles and of course the uh the advantage for the actor uh when you get to record together is that you do get to play off of everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you kind of get the, you know, the energy, you know, you're you're listening to them, they're listening to you, so you're you're saying your lines accordingly based on what, you know, people are actually doing in the room. Now from the standpoint of like the people that let's say put together animation or games, you know, sometimes I there there's some projects where I you know, uh, record all my stuff by myself and the, the rest of the cast is the same way. And mm-hmm. then they kind of like take the various takes and they stitch them together, you know, back and forth and kind of put it together that way. So, but I, I definitely like, uh, working, uh, with the cast in the room. It's a lot more fun. Cool. Yeah. It seemed like it because sometimes you we don't just get saw... as much work done. Depends on the cast, <laughs> how much cutting up and stuff there is goes on, you know? Oh, that's what I, I can imagine that, uh, we talked to James Arnold Taylor. I did it a while back, and and I asked, you know, did do you guys ever intentionally change voices just to mess with Dave Filoni while you're, you know, because you got time? It's like, hey, let's, you know, you put a Christopher Walken on a on something else, or do you ever do that? 
Um, I don't. Uh, or is it kind of business? It's got to be business. Well, time huh? is money in the motion picture industry, and you know, <laughs> sometimes you know they're they're fighting. You know, they've they've only reserved the studio for a certain number of hours, and you know they don't find overtime. So I always do my best. Plus, when I, you know, especially if I'm doing a character voice, I like to focus on that and not distract myself by doing something else that might affect my performance. So that's just me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was another great voice actor that. Everybody talks about, but we he kind of stays behind the limelight, and that's Corey Burton. I mean, he does some fantastic stuff on the Clone Wars, and and I asked James Arnold Taylor, and ask I'll ask you, Stephen, uh, what what's he like in, in his studio? I mean, is is he just a guy that's just real humble? And because you know, you see that if if he were to ever come to a a celebration or a fan, day, I mean, his line would be around the block. I mean, <laughs> he is really popular. What's yeah. he like? Uh, I think that's is he what just he's a afraid real of. Nice <laughs> Corey's a very talented guy. He's uh, he keeps to himself. I'm mean, actually he we he, we uh, we appeared with uh, D Baker. The three of us appeared together on a panel at uh, the D23 Disney convention. Oh right, all yeah. the voices that we do at the uh, the Disney theme parks. Um, but Corey's one of the things. Uh, it's just his schedule. He's he works so much. It's hard mm. to get away. Mm. Um, so uh, you know, but. He's a very, very talented guy. Uh, very, like I said, very soft-spoken. He's got sort of a quiet, quirky sense of humor. Uh, mm-hmm. I, he and I have uh, sat next to each other in a lot of Clone Wars sessions, and uh, it's very yes. hard to sit next to him without cracking up because just he'll just make these little quiet asides while things are going on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, and you also told me that you guys are going to be uh, appearing at. Anaheim uh, for WonderCon. Um, anything special going on there, or just uh, any, anything you guys are promoting? Or yeah, well, actually, just, uh, uh, yeah. I'm going myself, and uh, I'll be there with uh, Duchess Satine, Anna Graves. This is going to be the oh, first right, right. Uh, Comic Con that she's ever done, WonderCon in Anaheim, and uh, we're going to be at the uh, the uh, the 501st uh, table, uh, spending some time there, and we're going to be with the Mandalorian Mercs, and I'm going to be uh, we're going to be bringing out uh, Lady Vader 66 again, Taylor Andriotis mm-hmm. from uh, Arkansas. She's okay. uh, one of our uh, part of our team, our crew, uh, videographer. She does a whole lot of things. She's uh, she's been with, oh, yeah. uh, God. She goes. She was here back in Anaheim uh, about this time last year already. That was. Uh, she came out uh, to uh, was it Wizard World, and uh, you guys, uh, or at least Matt, you met her at uh, at Fan Days, and fan days, she was with yeah. us there. Yeah. So right, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be fun, and uh, I think there's, there's a few surprises that are gonna happen on. Oh day, so. snap! Um, Stay tuned for that. Yeah, I like so that. There'll there'll be. Uh, I'm sure there'll be the uh, the press releases after we're done. But yeah, I think <laughs> it's gonna be a good time. Yeah. Any chance you guys are going to C6, or is that too early to, to say now? Well, it is it is kind of early. Uh, I haven't been officially invited by, uh, you know, C6, so, you know, that's kind of... Oh, that's ridiculous. Right <laughs> I'm going to make some calls. I'm going to make some calls All right, right now. well, that's cool. You know, <laughs> that's ridiculous. But, you know, you can't... Uh, I can't really just show up there without an invitation, so uh, we'll see what happens. Okay, all right. Looking forward to, you know, hopefully you guys are there. Yeah. Uh, Mike, I know you had a couple more things, right? Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? We, we've got a lot of listeners who are uh, are younger because uh, the Clone Wars is uh, is kind of skewing towards that younger crowd. And uh, and and they might be thinking 
watching the Clone Wars and and seeing the behind the scenes and 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 hearing from from you guys, the voice actors, about going into a career as a voice actor. And uh, and it's always cool to get sort of the the advice from from everybody because everybody's had sort of a different path into it. So is there anything that you can you get any advice that you'd like to impart onto those young voice actors who who are trying to make their way into into the business of, of you know becoming Star Wars characters and you know all these different crazy voices that you get to do? Any, any advice for them? Sure. I think the first thing to remember is that voice acting is, above all, acting. It's just acting with your voice, which is a lot harder uh, in many ways than acting on camera because you don't have all the things, you, you don't have the, the rest of your body that you can use to physically communicate an emotion or, or a, an action towards the audience. It all has to come from your voice. So it's, it's actually very, uh, very tasking in that regard. You know, so uh, and if you're if people are interested in getting into voiceover, you know, animation is just one aspect of it. Um, I know a lot of people concentrate on, you know, doing their impressions of existing animated characters, which is fine. But the 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 important thing to do is to come up with your own original voices, because with the exception of, you know, shows like the Clone Wars, where they're asking for, you know, we need a voice match for Yoda or, you know, something like that. Most cartoon series uh, have original characters, so they're looking for original voices. They don't want to hear, you know, somebody that can do Homer Simpson or Yogi Bear. Uh, they want to hear, you know, something new and, and fresh. So it's always good to keep in mind. And uh, I always tell people, your bad impression of Yogi Bear may be a new voice, so don't discount that. You know? <laughs> keep that in mind. Awesome. That's just, you, know, you never know what you're going to come up with until you try. And then the other thing about voice acting is a lot of it, doesn't have to do with animation at all. A lot of it has to do with commercials and movie trailers and industrial films and uh, like a, you know, there's voice match looping. Uh, there's promos on TV. There's all kinds of devices now that talk, whether it's your car or you know, <laughs> so your telephone or whatever it is, you know, voicemail. So there's a lot of things out there. So it's good to keep an open mind and uh, you know, just kind of embrace it all. Excellent. That that is see that's exactly why I asked because that's a, that's awesome advice, and uh, and a, and a different perspective from what I think I've heard uh, when when that question gets asked uh, generally. Um, I guess the the one last thing that I want to ask, uh, and and uh, I I hope I don't get the the stock answer is, uh, can you tell us about anything that you've got coming up with the Clone Wars? Maybe some uh, some characters returning or characters that we might not know about yet. Uh, you don't necessarily have to be specific, but we'd like it if you were. <laughs> Well, you just were just before you came on, Stephen. You were uh, recording some uh, Clone Wars. I understand, correct? Yeah. Um, well, the, as far as uh, what's coming up in season five, I've been going in and doing a lot of uh, recording sessions. So I think it's going to be exciting uh, Ooh, from that okay. point of view. Of course, I can't tell you what it is that I'm going mm -hmm. to record because we don't like to give out spoilers and all that kind <laughs> of stuff. You know, keep everybody on their toes. Don't want you second guessing and. Plus, you know, it's difficult for me to kind of, you know, say what I'm doing because I play, you know, a lot of different characters. So mm -hmm. you don't want to give it away. You know, if I only played one character on the show, you'd know exactly what I was coming back as. But mm -hmm. since I play multiple characters, I got to keep you guys, you know, I got to keep everything under wraps, you know. <laughs> There's always new characters in the mix, too. You never know what's going to come down the line with the Clone Wars. I mean, nobody expected Moralo Evolve. I know that. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, he's definitely. become yeah, quite yeah. popular now with the kiddies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and the bedtime stories. Don't forget about those. You can find those on YouTube. Number three is up right now. We're slowly building our catalog. <laughs> that is so good. And like I said, you got to go to stevenstand.com. Check out. All, he's got you got a bunch of stuff in there to to listen to, and and it's God, it's a fun time. It's it's funny too. I mean, did you? Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. On your on your on your celebrity voice match slideshow, did you write all the stuff for that too? As we obviously you did the voices, but did you write the the little quirky stuff that you were saying? Yeah, you know, like uh-huh. Michael Caine. I don't do it. I don't talk. And sh- <laughs> yeah, he's very yeah very close to Michael Caine. What you just did right there. Uh, yeah, it's uh, no. I wrote all that stuff. Sure, you know, you got to come up with something that kind of you know. And, and Morgan Freeman, who was uh, things that actors have already said, because you know the, those are you hear a lot of that, you know. So you want to try to come up with something new that people haven't heard before, you know. Yeah, gosh, it's so funny, man. It's a good time. We'll see. There were some of those videos are up on my Facebook fan page too, in the video section. You can check that stuff out there too. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you got the Facebook page, and you're very active on the Facebook and and uh, the Twitter on the Facebook. Yes, <laughs> on the Facebook. Or, is that? Yeah, it's it's like not the Facebook bogey. anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, Facebook. You got in the Twitters. You got the Twitters. <laughs> what do you call that? The Tweeties, the Tweeties. What do you call uh, that? Yeah, the oh. Twitters and the Facebook. <laughs> well, you should go see yeah, you definitely about would. that. I think. <laughs> Well, I think I got the Twitters right right now, yeah. but uh, yeah, no, I mean you're you're on there a lot, and and you're so so gracious with the fans too. I mean, you're coming on with us, and you know we're kind of a niche show. We we do the Clone Wars, and um, but it's it's so like you and Anna is on going on different podcasts, uh-huh. so it's really neat to see uh, the Clone Wars actors. James Arnold Taylor has been on a on a, another podcast of mine, so it's so cool to have you guys interact with. Like the core audience. Well, it's great. You know, the social networking thing has really allowed, you know, something to happen that, you know, wasn't available before. I mean, and that's just kind of mm-hmm. like the personal interaction. It used to be like, you know, you go to your agency and they dump a bunch of fan mail in your lap and you're, here's your mail. You know, and you're like, wow. Yeah. And it was, yeah. you know, it was it was personal in the sense that, you know, you could write back to somebody. But, you know, uh, it's it's very different when you can have like a little conversation, a little thread going online. I mean, that's uh, that's really fantastic. Right. You really get to know people. And then it's even doubly fun when you get to meet those same people in person at the conventions i mean that's yeah that's, right, that's, right that's was one of the most fun things i had at fan days was i got yeah. to meet so many people from uh, you know that i knew online from facebook or twitter and i actually meet them face to face it was like a family reunion time you know oh yeah 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 it was for us too i mean well yeah we had know, all but, the it was like uh, joe bruticus uh, said you know it was podcast a palooza all <laughs> the guys that uh, were there yeah. you and chris smith and yeah, well, everybody. Right. There was like you know twenty people in that group. Oh yeah, and it was a big group, and just wait if you go to C six. I mean, it's going to be you know ten times as as crazy as uh, as fan days was. Oh, so. it's crazy celebration. They come. <laughs> they don't just come from like you know uh, Canada and the United States. They come from all over the world because it's you know it's the Star Wars celebration. So yeah, uh, yeah I guess we're lucky. It's crazy. I guess we're fortunate that they're we're still holding them here in the United States, and they're not. It's not being held <laughs> mm-hmm. in London or Tokyo or you know someplace like that. You know, it's, it makes it convenient for us here in the U.S. <laughs> yeah, I just wish it would come back to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. My gosh, 
Yeah, well, I was Florida's, cool. Florida's cool, too. You know, it's right there next to Walt Disney World. You can't beat that. Yeah, that is the good, that's the good thing right there. Yeah. You can kind of make a mini vacation out of it. So, Bet. so Stephen, yeah, I'm, I got to go uh, work on, uh, keep working on my walk-in impression. I know you got a lot of Clone Wars uh, and, and other voice stuff to do. But, man, we really appreciate you coming on. A special thanks to uh, Kathy and Dutch, as always. I know. Are they still behind there listening? You bet. They're over there. Oh, man. We're right here. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate that. Mike, any last thing before we take off? Uh, no. Uh, just thanks for thanks for taking some time to uh, to, to talk to us and uh, and give our uh, Frontlines listeners uh, a little sneak peek behind the curtain at, uh, at what it is to be you know, the voice of Moralo Eval and uh, and Captain Tarkin and the like. So we really appreciate you coming on. Hey, anytime, guys. And uh, Mike, I uh, hope to meet you in person someday. And Matt, I hope to see you soon again. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. definitely. definitely. Yeah. Hopefully Anaheim. Yeah. Mike. So, Mike, uh, go ahead and take us out, Mike. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. And uh, as always, you can catch us at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash clonewars and uh, on Facebook at facebook.com slash clonewarspodcast. And, uh, and you can send us in some mail at mail at clonewarspodcast.com. So uh, that does it for this bonus episode. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you next time. See you next time. Moralo Evol would like to thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Until next time.